Welcome to the Fancy Sports Cave, here for the first ever episode of Charge Up, Charge Up Podcast, here with the newest member on the team, Lucas Reyes. I'm doing? doing great. How are you doing, David? Doing fantastic. Ready to talk. Finally, football's here. A couple more days, some football kicks off, and I am excited to talk about it. So, the Chargers made their final cuts um, last week, and there's a couple players that I thought wouldn't make it that didn't. For, for example, um, Newsom. And Scott, I thought were for sure um, roster spots, but they did sign on to the practice squad. What do you think about that? Um, I think Artavis Scott became a fan favorite, and I think that surprised a lot of people. Um, I'm surprised that Jeremy Davis took his place on the roster instead of Artavis Scott. I think Scott outperformed him in the preseason. And then I think a surprise for me would have been actually Cardale Jones. Um, It was a close battle for the third position on the quarterback depth chart, but I'm glad that Easton Stick is on the roster. I think um, his draft stock really propelled him to staying on the team. But uh, I, I just love how how the discussions and the controversy is deep on the roster rather than the starting spots. Yeah, I also agree with you because I think Cardell Jones had two, three years to prove himself. Right. His last his last game was great. Like he he balled out and, and sticked in. He threw two interceptions and only completed half his passes. So I was like, oh man, this is getting down to it. But I think overall Easton Stick has a better upside in the future. I seen some flashes of him. Yeah. And um same thing with with uh Jeremy Davis. Um I like Andre Patton. I really liked Andre Patton to take that spot, but they are on the practice squad, so I'm not too worried, you know, injuries they could always come up. But uh Tromaine Pope stole i believe he stole newsom's position and he had a great preseason do you look forward to uh, are you looking forward to pope in the regular season? um well everyone's gonna be looking at the running back position anyway because of the whole melvin gordon situation we'll get to that later in a bit um i think maybe we'll see a flash of him um but we won't be expecting too much it's more gonna be eckler and uh justin jackson taking over hopefully melvin gordon will come back later but if Pope is in there, I think, I think the Chargers at the running back position have been, have been solid and deep for for years. Even going back to when, um, when uh, McCoy was on the was the the coach, and they had Ronnie Brown, yeah. a veteran back there. So I think we're we're gonna be fine at running back. Yeah, if if I do see Pope, I would like to see him in Pope. Uh, maybe even on special teams, he did have a punt return for a touchdown. Um, in the preseason, but I'm glad you brought up Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, Tom Telesco is playing hardball. Melvin Gordon's agent is playing mm-hmm. hardball. He said pretty much you either play on your $5 million contract now or don't play at all. And it looks like he's still sitting out, missing out on at least 40 million, 20 million guaranteed. What is your position on that? You, would you, would you want a caved or <sighs> playing hardball? What would you I do? mean, the only reason he's playing hardball is because all of the contracts that are about to expire after this year, and um, it's just such a touchy subject. Everyone knows about it. The thing that has me so worried is how shaky our offensive line is. The Chargers' offensive line is maybe one of the worst it's been in years, maybe ever since Phillip Rivers has gotten to the team. So what I'm worried about is can Eckler and Justin Jackson produce behind that line? Because last year, that line is pretty much the same, um, minus Okun. But Melvin Gordon was still able to break off big yards, break tackles, get touchdowns. It's Are we going to see the same production out of the backs? Are we going to be able to expect that? Can can the defense step up to maybe 
fill that hole a little bit and get a little bit more extra possessions for the offense. It's it's just and that's why we're gonna miss Melvin Gordon a lot because he was able to produce behind that line and it's just too many questions and it, the anxiety and and the pressure just building up for week one. Yeah, I feel you because Melvin Gordon will power through that and and Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson are two shifty guys. You know they're shifty right. small. They're they're fast guys, so I think they're gonna have their work cut out for them with the offensive line. I need the only offensive lineman that is great is our center, and we just signed him to a nine million dollar contract for another yep. year. Is Mike Pouncey, a four time Pro Bowler? So I think if they're gonna run, they're gonna run it through him in the middle. I mean that's their that's their strongest point in that line. And Okun is gonna come back, I believe week six, week eight. They want to take it easy on him due to his blood clots. Cl- clots. And everything. So um, the offensive line is shaky. I do. I do. I do. Um, agree yeah. And, with you and on Melvin that. Gordon brings a different dynamic of running style, you know, more power and more. And the other ones are more finesse and maybe even more extended through the screen plays. So it just opens up the playbook a lot more if Melvin's there. And it's just going to be a little bit more condensed. And you don't even know um, to the extent how how can this offense execute with this whole line. I mean, it's just it's just scary a little bit. Um, <laughs> I be, I mean, every Charger fan is just looking at that week one. Yeah, and I agree with you with that fully. And now we got a healthy Hunter Henry back. Mm-hmm. You know, he injured. He got injured. I think on the first day of of, of mini camps yeah. last year. Yeah, mini camp. He got injured. We got him back. Mike Williams is stepping up to be the wide receiver too. Travis Benjamin is still there. Overall, what do you think this offense can do in the passing game? Well, it's just going to have to rely on getting that football out quickly, you know. Uh, I don't think we're going to see too many snaps under center because that line is is just too shaky. So we're going to need to buy Phillip Rivers more time just in shotgun. We're going to have, I think, a lot of uh, running backs helping out, chipping in um, on the left side of the line too, with, or either both sides because Tevi is not even the greatest right tackle. He's maybe the lowest um, right tackle and pro football ranked him last year. So we're going to see a lot of, I think, shotgun and two running back formations just to, just buy Phillip a little bit more time. We're going to see a lot of screens. Um, we're going to probably see a lot of wide receiver screens too, uh, maybe a little bit of uh, those pick plays that, that are a little controversial. But if we could just get maybe a three-second, four-second pocket, then I think our receivers are good enough route running-wise and Ken Wisenhunt will be too creative and – too smart for his own good that we'll, we'll be able to <laughs> we'll be able to get some great great plays and just like how it seemed like last year every time we went for two Ken Wisenhunt had the right play drawn up yeah so that, that's just what what it's going to come down to just having those little extra seconds because Philip is one tough guy he'll be able to hang in there to the very last second yeah I agree with you that and and I'm glad you mentioned Tevi being a really bad tackle because he was that, that tackle on the right side that went false stars yeah. twice. There's twice in the season, and we end up scoring, and the ref missed yeah. that. And those would have, if the refs were good enough, they would have caught that and brought those touchdowns yeah. back. So he was one of those guys twice. I never yeah. saw that happen. It was really it – was, it was so obvious, and it was, it was bad. Yeah, you, you, man, that's – sorry, go ahead. Um, but I was, I was going to say, now, Jerman James is starting on the IR, which opened up a spot for um, – for That's here, I and Adrian no, no, Phillips. no, no, um, no, 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 the other safety, um, the one that was injured, uh, Watkins. Oh yeah, Jalen Watkins. Yeah, yeah, and um, he had an interception too in the preseason. I think he's gonna have a good season. I mean, more depth for the safety. I'm glad they brought him back out of old players because you got Nazir Adderley, 
you got Adrian Phillips, and now you got him. And that secondary, known as the Jack Boys, I think are going to be the best secondary. I think the most underrated secondary yeah. in the league. Would you agree? Oh, I definitely agree. I mean, we have some ball hogs. We have so much depth. Um, these guys are a great mix of veterans and and uh, savage young players that are just so hungry. And Derwin James will be back before the regular season even ends. Um, whether Anthony Lynn wants to play it safe or he just wants him out there, it's always all of these going to depend on where the team's standing on uh, on the record and division. But, you know, th- it's also going to help with the fact that these guys have a great defensive line up front that's going to make sure it's hard for the quarterback, you know, under duress and under pressure. I mean, these guys have Joey Bosa healthy, Melvin Gordon – or Melvin Ingram, excuse me, healthy. Um, then we have the first-round pick, Jerry Tillery, who's shown some great flashes during the preseason. I'm excited to see him play. And, I mean, the defense is just stacked. I I would argue that the Chargers are more of a defensive team now, given the fact that they're just so complete all around, even on the linebacker side. I think um, the most underrated signing of the offseason and maybe the most forgotten one was uh, Thomas Davis from the Panthers. I mean, this guy, this guy can still play. I mean, he, he's a tough guy. He, he's come off, I think, three ACL injuries and has come back healthier and stronger than ever. You can't even tell he's had an ACL, uh, an ACL tear let alone three. So these guys are, are so deep, even at linebacker, that Denzel Perryman wasn't even a projected starter in week one of the preseason. So that just shows you how deep these guys are. Telesco has drafted well, even Drew Tranquil. Um, man, this team is just exciting on defense. Too many playmakers. Yeah, last year towards the end of the season, we did have some trouble in the linebacker depth. But now I think we have too much linebacker. <laughs> Davis Perryman is not ready yet, so he's still going to be in the mix, not starter. Nazir White is going to be in there. Um, you got Osuna Nuosa there playmaking, had one of the most clutch plays last year in the playoffs versus the Ra- Ravens. I think that showed what he, he could really do, and that was towards the end of the season, so I'm excited to see him. Tranquil, he had one of the best – um, linebacking camps in the whole right. preseason. It was ninth in tackling out of the whole um, anyone who participated in the preseason game. So defensively, defensively and offensively, I think we are set regardless of injuries. So let me get you a prediction, man. This it's is week. This is before week one. Let me hear a prediction, playoff record position, and uh, where we end up in the playoffs. How far? Ooh, okay. As a prediction for this week, um, I'm gonna say takeaways is going to be the biggest thing we're going to have I, I think at least two or three takeaways on the defensive side whether it be interceptions okay. or, or just getting the ball out of Jacoby Percet. I think I think you get get him under pressure and he's he's going to be uh making mistakes and then as far as record um it's going to be shaky as as we're going to take a look at the Chiefs obviously they're the biggest challenge in the division how are they going to fare without Kareem Hunt I think that affected them a little bit last year towards the end of the season but mm-hmm. um, it's just going to be a tie-up. I mean, you can't, it's too close to call. I think it's too early for a division prediction. But as far as who's going to get the re- week one bye, it's, it's probably going to be uh, – as far as prediction for the season goes, we're going to – I would say the Chargers might be, go 13-3. and three. I, All right, 13-3. I like it. I like that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. I think we have a couple of uh, tough matchups. We're versing a lot of tough teams this year. Vikings, Green Bay, I have them both going to the playoffs. The Steelers rematch. And we got the Chiefs twice, obviously. But what's most interesting about our record is we versed the Chiefs and Raiders in our last two games. And I think those games are going to have to matter 
when it comes down to divisional and we versus the Chiefs, I believe is our last game yep. is the Chiefs. So I think it's going to come down to we're the Chiefs and us are going to have the same record and it's going to come down to division. And I think it's going to come down to that. And I think we're going to I think I I, I don't want to say I got right on my last year prediction. I said 12. I, I had the right prediction last year, but this year I'm going to say 12 and four. I think um, I think the Broncos are going to steal one of us, one of those wins from us. And um, one of those four teams, I think, are going to win. Or three out of those four teams might win. Those are some tough, tough, tough teams. But um, I'm and we're going to not get the bye. I think the Chiefs are going to snatch that too as well. But I do see us in the playoffs and making it to the big show. Oh, man, that'd be amazing to see us in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> it's just going to come down to, like you said, the division ranking and getting that week one bye. I, I truly believe that, I mean, it, it came down to last year. Our division uh, record was... We lost one game to the Broncos, and that cost us a week one bye, and and it cost us home field advantage. You know, you know, you don't want to talk about what ifs, but we wouldn't have traveled to Foxborough playing at ten in the morning. But it's a new season. Yeah. We have so much to look forward to, and uh, I just can't wait, man. Football is finally here. It seems like it took forever. Yes, you're right. It is here. I already heard a couple predictions for you from the Colts, but what do you? What, you said that we're going to get pressure to him. I think that's that I believe in you, but that offensive line is solid. That cold offensive line is probably the best offensive line in the league. But I think Jacoby will mess up defensively. Um, they really don't have too much playmakers. They do have defensive rookie of the year. So, um, mm-hmm. and Leonard, that linebacker, that dude tackles everything <laughs> around him. But what, what, what is your final score prediction? Let me hear a final score prediction. <sighs> I think it's going to be a little tough for the Colts to score. I could see it being, uh, a 13-21 or 24-13 uh, for the Chargers. All right. And I'm going to put my prediction now. I think they're going to get I think they're going to get 14 from us and I think we'll be able to score 21. And I think um it's going to be a little rust from everywhere. I think week 1 there's going to be a rust a yeah. lot of places, but I think that is it. So I'm going to punch in those <laughs> <Yeah>. predictions <laughs> and I'm going to punch in your uh, end of the year prediction. As well, and see who is right. What's most exciting for Chargers fans, and what we've been wanting for the longest time, is a week one win. We haven't had a week one win in the longest time. I can't even remember the first time. So we haven't had a chance to even try to go undefeated, which is every uh, every team's fantasy. <laughs> but let's just try and get off to a hot start. It's been so hard for us, and it bites us every year when it comes to seeding. We just need every single every single game to count. Yeah, because uh, every week one we versus the Chiefs and we we look good. It's either we look really good in the first half and stink in the in the second half, or we just stink the whole way through. And that was last year. We stunk the whole. I remember. I think the first play was an interception by the yeah. Chiefs <laughs> yeah. last year, and we had like so, two or um, three touchdown we, drops. It was it was definitely frustrating. Yeah, but I I think a lot more positive this year. I really think it's, it could be this year. Um, as long as we don't versus the Patriots, even if we do versus the Patriots, um. I think we're going to come with the whole mindset. Anthony Anthony Lynn has been doing an amazing job. I th- he's really underrated. No one's even yeah. talking about him. He's won the most games in his tenure than a lot of other coaches in, in the time he's been coaching. So I'm real excited to see him. Real excited to see these Chargers coming up Sunday. I will be at the tailgate. So watch me if you want to get some interviews. I interview a lot of um, – if you don't know, I do a lot of fan interviews. If you want to talk about the Chargers, you can talk whatever you want, Charger-related. I'll be there. I even I get some interviews from the enemy team, too. It's always fun to have. <laughs> but um, there you have it. Lucas, where can they follow you on social media? You can follow me on Twitter at SugarFreeLucas and on Instagram, Lucas underscore Reyes. 
All right. Well, there you have it. If you want to follow me, it's Sports Guy David Bolt on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to hear all Charger content, we cover basketball as well, LA Clippers, WNBA, LAFC, LA Galaxy. Go ahead and follow the Fancy Sports Cape. And if you like fancy football, go ahead and follow the Nose Nose Fancy Football. From Sports Guy David and Lucas Reyes, we out.